Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the City SC Report. My name is Steve and with me as always is Joe. How hey. you doing, Joe? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. It's good to be here. Um, it's a new year. Uh, we hung out New Year's Eve as is tradition. Um, well, except for last year, I guess we didn't. But uh, how many years do you think we've hung out now? Seven or eight, maybe something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Our wives would know, but... Uh, but anyway, um, we're back. It's a new year. Um, we hung out, we celebrated, and here we are. We meant to do this last weekend, but we had a little bit of a COVID scare, so decided to uh, give a pause, and we had some news. Well, kind of glad we did because we've got some uh, a couple more things to talk about now this week. Um, joining us today for the first time uh, to start off the first episode of the new year with a new guest, Michael Hafner. Hey What's guys, up? how are you? All right, glad to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you've uh, contributed for our website. Uh, what one or two? Yeah, articles? a couple times now, and um, planning to do some more as well. That's great. We'd like to hear that. And you're kind of famous because you've done a couple um, articles for the team's uh, app as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if I would use the word famous, but I... Oh, uh, no, I, you're famous, man. <laughs> I, I have been lucky uh, enough to write a couple of articles for uh, St. Louis City SC's app. Um, it's called the Legacy Series. Um, so it's a series of pieces dedicated to um, spotlighting famous men and women that came from St. Louis, um, you know, through soccer history. That's awesome. Very cool. I like that. And we should have another article coming up uh i think this week cool uh, nice so stay tuned for that yeah we'll definitely uh promote that as well um let's jump into it like i said we've got some uh some things to talk about some things that have been going on uh instead of talking about the the big news i guess from the last few weeks uh about um coach carnell i want to go in reverse order i want to talk about mls next pro first um We've had three date or three matches drop uh, from three different sources. The the opponent, not from us. Let's see, February eleventh versus FC Cincinnati in Clearwater, March fifth versus Lou City, which I guess is here in St. Louis, and another one that will most doubt be in St. Louis, uh, a TBA match versus SLU. So, a lot to unravel right there. Where do they play? That's the big one I want to know, first of all. Where are they going to play when they play in St. Louis? Yeah, I think where they play and if it's going to be open to the public, how yes. much are they going to promote it? Is it going to be ticketed? You know, like we're so used to the U16s, U17s where you show up and it's free and you get to hang out with, you know, other fans. Like, is this something that, you know, they're going to, are they going to let the public in, you know, or is it going to be, you know, charging like a college or high school admission type price or a USL price, you know, I, you know, you guys are both familiar with St. Louis FC. Like, are, are we going to be looking at like a $15, you know, ticket or is it going to be cheaper? Is it going to be free or nothing at all? I would think that they've got to keep it cheap. At least I'm, I'm not sure you can charge USL prices for what's, you know, essentially preseason third division right. ball here. But I mean, they've got to let the public in for 
if we're going to play Louisville City. I mean, I, I think so many of us would be just oh, dying yeah. to see that matchup. That's I, I can't imagine you bring them here and then don't let all the fans in. We'll all just find a way to make our way inside anyway. Talking with uh, Matt Baker about this and his guesses, or even rumored if you would, he's his main thing he's thinking of is Creve Corps. Yeah. He said that would make most sense. Soccer Park and Fenton would be great. We would probably all love that, but I, there's probably a lot to uh, negotiate, I guess, on the, on those clubs, if you will. And then even uh, Herman Stadium has been uh, mentioned, especially for that Slim game. match. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense there. For the other ones, I guess it depends on the ticketing situation. I mean, Creve Corps Park is kind of a big open facility. I'm not really sure it lends itself well to if you're trying to charge ten bucks a head to yeah to funnel everybody through one entrance. There, it's not really set up for that. So you would think that that would have to be somewhere easier to secure like Soccer Park or like Herman Stadium is. Now chatting with Stuart, uh, and he actually threw in another one, which would make sense. We've seen it happen before, is um, Court uh, in Illinois. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah I haven't thought of that yeah. either. Same here. Like most of us who live on this side of the river, right. we, we yeah. forget that the whole other side Sorry. of the river exists. It's yeah. a, it's apologies just a fact. To, yeah, to the apologies Illinois people. for sure. We do love it over there. Yeah, I uh, being from St. Louis City, uh, the idea of traveling to St. Charles even sounds daunting. Like, oh, I need like pack an overnight bag. You Across know, a river, it's, yeah. it's it's the Wild West out there. Yeah, yeah. And anything outside of two seventy is going to scare some people off. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I I'm curious where they uh, end up going with these some of these matches. Obviously, they could go to a couple of different locations. There doesn't have to be, you know, one spot, but. Yeah, at the end of the day, it, you know, we're a couple weeks away from some of these matches and we still haven't heard anything from the club. And that's what I think is the most interesting. That's where I wonder, is it going to be open to the public? Like, how much are they going to advertise this? Right. It can't be much. I imagine, I mean, the whole point of MLS trying to get its own developmental league back instead of playing as part of USL is, I think, so that they don't have to market this because, you know, you'd have a USL championship some teams drawing 8,000 fans, other teams drawing, you know, 300 because it's an MLS2 team and it's just not a, a very viable model for the return on investment for sinking your your advertising dollars into your development team is, has got to be a pretty low return there. So I, I'm betting we're not going to hear much about it, but those of us who are hardcore fans are excited about oh, the team. I am dying to see some live soccer. So I want to see live soccer and I want to see some of these guys are going to be on the the big club next yeah. year. I want to be able to see them develop. Well, and I think that's why so many of us went to the U16, U17 matches is, you know, A, we missed seeing live soccer. And so going to those matches last year was exciting just to have that uh, option. But we're also excited to see, like, are these going to be future stars of our first team? Right. You know? And not all of them will be, but some of them will. Some yeah. of them will make oh, their way yeah. up the pipeline. Other thing that... Uh, need to start thinking about too is you know february is coming up it's coming up really fast the first confirmed is february 11th versus fc cincinnati it's in florida so my mind's kind of going a few different places here first of all do we already have a squad and it's just not being released yet because they have to start training um i think it was i don't know if it was baker or stewart but they threw in the idea that um if they're going to be in Florida for February 11th, kind of makes you think that 
they're not just going down for one match. Uh, they'll probably be going down there and training and having matches, uh, more than one for sure. So who knows? This could be the week. Like, we could hear this week. Maybe there's going to be a big drop, or at least more of a preseason schedule, squad, combination. Who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. Yeah, and I'm curious how many of those U17 players, and potentially U16 players, end up on this roster. Because obviously there were some standouts this past year. You know, I thought Aaron Hurd, obviously, it needs to be mentioned. Yes. Falpel, um, Ferguson. Like, there was a couple of players that were real standouts, you know, for the U17s team. And so are they going to move up? you know, to the this MLS Next Pro team. And we know they're allowed to bring up a certain number of those guys, you know, while they're still academy players. And so you, yeah, you're, you're going to have to see some of them. It's But they also have to be signing some people to pro contracts in addition uh, because they have a rule on how many can be on the field at a given time that, you know, the guys who are still considered your academy players, what is it, you, you can't have more than more than five or more than six of them on the field. So you can't just run out nothing but 16 and 17-year-olds. Yeah. You know, there are going to have to be some uh, some of these guys who are on pro contracts, too, and those are the ones that, you know, so far we just have rumors. So well, I was going to say, which leads to some of the names we've heard floating exactly. around on the Internet. Yep, yep. And the first one was Joshua Yarrow. Yeah. 27-year-old, um, spent last year with San Diego Loyal. Yeah, it was reported that uh, he has signed... Still haven't heard anything from the team, but all uh, somebody did change his Wikipedia page, so if uh, you hold that to it, it does say uh, Ghanaian footballer who currently plays for St. Louis City SC2 in the MLS Next Pro on loan from St. Louis City I mean, Louis if it's City on SC, Wikipedia, then we it know has it's to be, facts. Yeah, exactly. This is facts. Exactly. Absolutely. But yeah, no, he, he did post on his Instagram page uh, him leaving the San Diego lo- Loyal, so... Uh, yeah, it's it's... We know that much is 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 fact. We don't know if he is joining St. Louis City right. yet, but uh, maybe maybe later this week we'll find out. And and that's a perfectly good signing for this level. I mean, he's not he's been playing, but not in MLS for the last few years. And so you have to think that they can get him on a reasonable amount of money, and then that just leaves him as upside. I mean, if he's playing well, he's he's not too old to make the the MLS squad a year from now you know he, he should be really hitting his physical prime at that point and there's obviously something about him that that has caught the eye i guess he he probably plays in that Lutz style that will fit in and i guess they're seeing they're they're thinking you know this could be a guy that could end up on the main team and that's the point of having a reserve league is to take a flyer on guys some of these times which is why i'm shocked that a new team like Charlotte has said that they don't want to field a team in that league this year. They're just going to focus on MLS and not have a developmental team. You'd think you'd field the squad just to stash some guys with upside. Right. You yeah. know, some guys like this that you snatch them out of USL, put exactly. them on your team if they don't pan out. Well, I mean, you didn't offer them giant contracts. That's and... what I was getting at, exactly. You're right. And then we had another name drop. Actually, I found this uh, yesterday trying to do some deep dives thinking, why the heck has uh, have there not been other players announced? And sure enough, Soccer Wire puts out an article about uh, Indiana University's uh, soccer team coming up this season, and listed is a kid from St. Louis, from Chesterfield, Jack Wagner, went to Marquette High School. I'll read this uh, verbatim here. It says, a native of the St. Louis, Missouri area, 
Jack Wagner played for St. Louis Scott Gallagher during his youth career, where he was recently selected for the Under-19 MLS Next Best of Match during the 2021 Winter Showcase. This spring, Jack will be competing with St. Louis City SC as an amateur prior to its inaugural year in MLS. So, kind of cool. There's another guy, Jack Wagner. And that's the kind of guy you expect to see on a Next Pro team. You know, young player, local ties, going to Indiana, which is a great program. Too old for the academy, so... You bring him in now and, uh, you know, give him a chance to develop at this level and get him kind of linked up with the club. And then there were a couple other names that have been thrown out that are possibilities for sure. Uh, Gavin Roberts was a name I heard. Keeper, I believe, from Scott Gallagher. Is that right? Going to SLU? I believe so. And another player who I guess wasn't picked up in the draft, AJ Palazzolo. Yeah, Palazzolo. Palazzolo. Yeah, he had a he had a really good year with SLU. Um, and yeah, he previously played um, at a different university, and then I think came over for his final year, final two years at SLU. Yeah. He was the former captain at Indiana. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if those pan out as those rumors pan out, those are good guys to have on a developmental team. You know, young guys yeah. who are either still trying to keep their college eligibility, or an undrafted guy who played good in college ball who pick him up as a as an undrafted free agent, get him on the developmental, even just for a season, and, and see how it plan how it pans yeah, out. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't get drafted um, in the MLS uh, draft this past year. You know, so many of obviously his teammates did. You know, Kip Keller. Uh, you know, and many others. So that was a good day for uh, St. Louis soccer for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So who knows? It's going to be interesting to see how that squad develops. Like I said, I, I, I don't think I don't see them uh, just dropping. I mean, unless it's kind of a somewhat of a, a big ish name, I don't see them dropping. Hey, we signed so-and-so now this guy, this guy, I kind of think it's going to be a, just a dump all at once. And maybe that's a deliberate thing to, keep the pressure off of some of these younger players. Don't don't yeah. trot them out in front of the press. Just be like, yeah, here, here's 20 guys. Yep. That's our roster. Like they did with the well, academy. And I, I understood Stan doing that for like the U16s, U17s, because, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like we're talking about young kids, you know, so the idea of not putting that in the press and not making a big deal about it. But, again, we're talking about these are, these are players that have played in the USL. These are USL players type teams and those teams have gotten gotten written about in the past so i i would hope that some of these players um and this this team ends up getting in the, mentioned in the press and you know and gets written about you know that it's not treated like you know the u16s and u17s you'd hope it it's hard to predict with local media how much they're going to decide to care about next pro yeah uh you know vote versus focusing on 2023 which leads us into the other announcement from the team, and that is they uh, went ahead and dropped who the coach will be for the next pro team, and they decided that John Hackworth is the man for that. As you know, Hackworth is our director of coaching for the club across all levels, um, but he's going to serve as the interim head coach of the next pro team here. They, they're saying until the academy season ends, and then at that point... Um, Schumacher will take over. Uh, Schumacher is the current academy head coach. So that's pretty interesting, as well as the other coaches that they dropped. But uh, I'll let you guys talk about Hackworth for a minute, because I think that's pretty impressive. I sort of called it on a previous episode, kind of. 
I said I, I could see it as a possibility. I think it's good. I, I kind of wish he would stick around, and maybe he will. You never know. Yeah, I'm not sure um, the resumes of the other coaches in the MLS Next League, but obviously Hackworth brings an impressive resume. I mean, previously being an assistant coach under John Ellinger, um, you know, for the U.S. men's program and, you know, being with the Philadelphia Union for a couple of years and it's, and obviously Louisville, but he, uh, he has a strong reputation in the soccer community. And so I, I'm excited to see what sort of results he's able to get out of this squad. Yeah, obviously he's he's got the the track record at Louisville City at the lower levels in U.S. soccer, you know, with the below MLS. I'm just curious what it's going to look like or how big of a difference it's going to be for him when your goal isn't to win a championship, when your goal is to develop players for a potential MLS squad. You know, I don't know how much that changes your style of coaching or not. Yeah, that's a good point. But at the same time, they when they unraveled, the league, they did say that this is supposed to be a competitive league, that there is actually trophies and all of that, and the playoffs. And so, I mean, even though it it sort of is at the same well, why time, would, it's why kind of... Why would you call it the, like MLS 2 or something? Right, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's... Having the title MLS yeah. Next Pro, yes. I feel like that title alone is indicative of what you're talking about, where it's it's a developmental league. So, I, I agree. yeah. I don't know what exactly it's going to end up looking like in the field. I mean, given that they're, for the last several years, they've been saying that about all of their MLS 2 teams that were playing in the USL Championship, which was an actual, like, legitimate its own league, and yet some of those teams were simultaneously more worried about developing players or even just rehabbing players, the the constant loaning people up and down between MLS yeah. squads and MLS 2 squads and USL, and that was part of why it made more sense for them to get their own league started so they're saying it's going to be real competitive games but we know that there's no way these teams are going to make enough money for their focus to be on winning their focus is going to have to be on player development or else it's just not worth it well and they say that there's not going to be a salary cap for these teams but at the end of the day how much how much money are these teams going to really invest you know what i mean so that point is sort of just pointless (laughs) for lack of a better term um yeah, so I, I, I don't foresee them spending a lot of money to build up a developmental team. I'm curious for these guys who are still actual college players at the same time. They said that you can play college ball and maintain eligibility with this now that the NCAA has changed rules about pay for players for you know image and likeness and stuff. Where that plays into this, are, are these guys going to be able to be college players who are also making money in the off season playing for city SE two, you know, are, are they going to be able to get them endorsement deals and, and get them paid that way? I, I have heard yeah. nothing about how that's supposed to work. And, and I mean, it could just be a, a nuance type thing, but when I read that about Jack Wagner, I mean, that's what it says. It says that he's competing with St. Louis city SC as an amateur, but the NCAA's Is amateur that... rules now also allow selling their name, image and likeness and still maintaining your NCAA eligibility. It's not like for so many years, the PDL teams like the St. Louis Lions, if you were a college player, you couldn't get anything but room and board or whatever. You, you couldn't take money from the Lions for that because you had to maintain a amateur status, and the NCAA's rules have changed. So I don't know what that means for these guys. Well, I, here, I would love to hear more. Here's my crazy idea, and I hope that they're listening. And this, this is crazy. Well, no, and 
you know, this is probably the truth. So <laughs> I say, since there is no uh, limit, they just go for it. They spend as much as they can. We win ourselves a, some silverware right here. Our very first year in MLS Next Pro. Go down as champions. Dump all, <laughs> dump all the big guys before the uh, MLS team starts next year. And, uh, you know, start off, start off with a bang, right? Sounds fun to me. Yeah, that would be <laughs> a lot of fun. It actually would. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. So anyway. Um, oh, yeah. And then the... The other coaches mentioned uh, Elvier, who uh, St. Louis fans, most St. Louis fans Foofy. know soccer know. That's right. Good old Foofy. He will be an assistant coach. I'll probably botch this last name. Alex Langer, formerly of UNC Wilmington and Hamburg SV's Academy, will take on the role of director of goalkeeping. So kind of cool. It's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, though, we have to hear something soon. This team, if it's not already together, has to be formed real soon. You've got to think the season itself starts in March. So you basically have one month to get it ready, and they're already playing games down. in less than three weeks. Yeah. And I was going to say, and none of them have practiced. As far as we know, none of them have right. practiced That's thing. together yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the, it, it'll almost be like training when the this, this season starts, you know, because you're going to have to iron out some of those kinks and, you know, working with the other players, like it's, it, it'll probably, I'm not expecting them to come out of the gate, uh, you know, winning and playing like a, like a cohesive team. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the big news. The only thing that got uh, press really, um, the hiring of Bradley Carnell as St. Louis city's first head coach. Uh, it was pretty big. They held a press conference on January 5th. Of course, it was virtual. I did I did get to watch. It was pretty cool. Um, it was short, but it was to the point. And I think that's that's kind of their thing. They just want to get down to business, and I can respect that. Coach Carnell, a longtime New York Red Bull assistant. Played his uh, professional ball in South Africa and in Germany mostly. When he was the interim coach, too, at New York Red Bulls, and um, was able to kind of help save that team uh, when he kind of came in. And, and he uh, pushing a, a similar style of football that uh, Lutz wants to push, which is, you know, a foot forward attacking style of football, uh, soccer, sorry. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because, as you guys know from the U16s, U17s, we've we've seen this style of soccer on the field. Like they're, they're not just talking the talk, they're walking the walk, you know, and we, we've seen this now. They do keep saying that over and over, emphasizing that, that style of play across all the levels that they want that. And I do, I, I like what the, the Academy players are playing, the, the parts of it that I were able to watch a couple of games I was able to catch. It's an attractive style of football. Oh, yeah. You can do that across the levels. That's, that's great. And so the fact that they seem to be on the same page seemed yeah. to be a big deal that they keep emphasizing that that's... For sure. And I, I love that he was brought in so early. So he gets a full year to become involved in the academy, MLS Next Pro, the facilities, everything. And these players get to know him in return. And they get to know exactly what he wants and prove themselves to him. Well, and it makes sense, uh, given his resume, that they would bring in somebody like this. So he has MLS experience. And mm -hmm. at the same time, he's not this, 
he's not bringing in an ego or other sort of baggage like a Bob Bradley would be right. or something where he is coming in, he is playing Lutz's style that Lutz is sort of implementing and they just have they're there it's gonna match really well. I think it's a, a perfect match. And for for anybody who doesn't follow close enough, Lutz is Lutz Fanningstil, the sporting director, made a big deal out of the fact that you had to make sure to get an MLS guy since Lutz his background isn't MLS. You can't just bring in some foreign guy, you know, bring in another exactly. friend of his from Germany right. and have a whole bunch of guys who don't really know the league. It's the rules in MLS are too weird for player acquisitions and things to not have somebody at the top who knows what the, the other teams look like, who knows what it's like to try and transfer players in a weird league like this. Yeah, and, and having the knowledge of, like you said, the other players in the league and how how you approach those teams and those players on the field. Like, it's he, he's going to bring a wealth of knowledge while also like we talked about implementing this sort of foot forward style even just knowing the knowing the style of play that the other teams are already playing out there knowing what it's like going into some of these stadiums if you've only ever coached in europe and all of a sudden you've got to go coach in yankee stadium you've got to go coach in you know on the turf and some of those fields out west it's it's a different kind of a feel and the travel is different in mls Mm -hmm. than it is in any european domestic league it's You know, there's a lot of adjustment if you were not a guy who'd spent several years already coaching in this league. I do like the hire. The one thing that I had heard from some people, the one complaint I'd, I'd heard online from some chattering people saying that they really were hoping for a bigger splash. They were hoping for something more dramatic and exciting than this. <clears throat> I disagree. I Same actually here. don't want them to make a splash with this first head coach. Yeah, we don't need like a Phil Neville no. to come in here. No. You, like we, we've seen how that a bigger right. name coach like that no, has this, turned out. This checks all the boxes. This makes sense. Uh, the philosophy, the style of play, the familiarity with MLS, it all matches up. They're friends. That helps. <laughs> but the, the only issue I have is it seems like, well, I guess as in most teams across the world, really, a head coach, depending on how successful you are, has a pretty high turnover rate if you think about it yeah coaches don't last i think he's a great first coach really and who knows we you know he could surprise us all and really work miracles and you know if they get the players that they want and fits exactly the style of play that they want they could end up being in another nashville chances are probably not but you still have to hope that they're more successful than certain other teams have been in the the recent past exactly i i I say he's here three seasons, <laughs> and, <laughs> unless we go far, unless, he, like I said, unless he, and, and it's not a knock on the guy at all. I just think that it's the nature of the job. Exactly, and he's a he's a good start. He has a really good start, and who knows? I hope he proves me wrong, and I hope he's here for a long time and super successful, and we fall in love with him, and he, yeah. I think we all need to have realistic expectations for an expansion team next year. Right. You shouldn't yeah. be expecting expansion teams to win it all, but. Exactly. If he can implement a style of play, if he can try to you know keep things going through what's gonna be some ugly rough times next year, then it'll be fine. I'm still happier seeing that than seeing them try to make a, a splash with a coaching hire for a new club. Big name coaching hires are for teams that need to get fan interest, and this team shouldn't need that. This team should already have fan interest. You don't need to ignite the fan base with a name coaching hire. Right. Or 
for clubs that are underachieving, like if you've got a club of veterans that need a name guy brought in to really like point them all in the same direction, you know, sometimes a name coach can do that, but that's not, again, that's not where we're at here. And so I I don't think that that is something that that should even be a priority to, to make a coaching splash. I'd much rather the splash be a couple of big player signings. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. I, there was an article that came out at the end of the MLS season on The Athletic where it was talking about how the five biggest, uh, five teams with the biggest payroll in the MLS did, you know, were some of the, the worst playing teams out there on the field. You know, they talked about Inter-Miami. They mentioned Atlanta United, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and I forgot what the fifth one is. But uh, those five teams had the biggest payrolls, and yet they didn't go far in the playoffs or they didn't even make the playoffs, you know? So it's, I think spending a lot of money either on, but their shirt sales players, were fantastic. Right, right? right? <laughs> yeah. But like spending a lot of money on a big name coach or spending a lot of money on these uh, big name players, it, it, it doesn't result in results, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's what we want. Like as fans, we want the results on the field. And I also heard some people complain that he, the, he didn't have the head coaching experience on his resume other than an interim stretch. But if all anybody ever does is hire former head coaches, then you just end up with that, that same half a dozen guys who just bounce from team to team yeah. to team. I, I don't need to see a, you know, a 63 year old Bob Bradley on his fifth team, you know, or a 70 year old Bruce arena, you know, still bouncing around the league. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't think that needs to be our head coach at this point for a, a for a franchise like this. That is one worry that I have too, which I guess anybody with a, you know, wherever there's a new franchise is if we're not successful within those first two, three seasons, and I guess depending on how you judge success, mine would, to me, it's just making the playoffs. I mean, obviously that's, that's the beginning. That's the start is that maybe it won't happen because we're such a big soccer city, but is you start getting that attend, those attendance numbers start going down. That's always been kind of a worry of mine. I don't know. Am I the only one? Do you guys have that at all? I mean, I mean, it's a it's a fair enough worry. It's you know, for us as soccer fans who've been telling everybody like, oh, we should have a team for so long. I, I would hate to see us get one and then yeah. see year four all of a sudden seeing a bunch of empty seeds. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting us to pull out like an Atlanta United sort of right. <laughs> moment yeah. um, in our first season, but it's it. To your point, I think making the playoffs um, obviously is the first goal. Um, And if you can just focus on that, everything else is just extra and, and, you know, sprinkles. You know, it's just extra. Which is kind of the point of having a league with playoffs. And I know, you know, a lot of people who are resistant to that whole concept, it's not the only league in the world that has playoffs. There are other domestic soccer leagues that do that. But it's uh, is it keeps the fans you know, like, look, we made the playoffs. Once you're in the playoffs, anything could happen. You know, you can get on a run and just get hot at the right time. So we saw that with a uh, a team with zero shots on goal exactly. uh, in, a, in a soccer match, and yet still uh, went far in, in the playoffs. There you so go. you don't even have to get shots. That's <laughs> just make the playoffs and and outlast the other team. So yep. technically, I was trying to remember this. I guess Nashville, they made the playoffs their first year. It was a broken up season because of COVID, right? 2020 was the first season. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did, right? Yeah, because then they, they did the 
They were a MLS's team. back tournament yeah. later in the summer. Yeah, they went into the they went in there, did really well. You know, as opposed to Cincinnati coming into to the, the semifinals. Oh gosh. <laughs> Nashville was a lot of fun to watch last year. Um that was whenever they were on, that was always a game that's like, okay, I'm gonna if I had to choose between two or three games at a time, I'm like, okay, is Nashville one of the teams? Because it they they were always fun to watch. And they've got couple guys from St. Louis yeah. on their roster. That's always fun. That helps. Added bonus. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of players that they bring in. Lutz and Carnell. I think that'll, I mean, that's when we'll actually start seeing what kind of a team we're going to get. You know, yeah. coaching hire is nice and he's saying all the right things right now, but until we know what kind of a squad he's running out there, telling us what kind of style of play you want to play only means so much until well, you have yes. people who can do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and again, I think the MLS is going to grow when you have just exciting soccer, and it's it. You're not going to attract the casual fans by bringing in a well-versed name in from European soccer because again, casual fans in America aren't going to know those names yeah, unless so, they're the top top name. Yeah, so you're you need the the style of play to be exciting. You need there to be goals. You that's what. That's what the casual fans are going to want. If they're going to come in and maintain, you know, attendance of the stadium, regardless if we make the playoffs or mm-hmm. not, if it's if it's at least exciting and style of play, um, you know, that that's going to attract people. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, Lutz and Bradley can do that together. Yeah, and I, I think our city's going back to that uh, attendance thing, because one one point I, I didn't make regarding that was it's not as much as our performance as it is relating to just down the street the St. Louis Cardinals because you got to think you know their season's going on at the same time what if the Cardinals are having a fantastic season and we're just down in the dumps we're like last it's kind of what happens to the Cardinals whenever they're in last place their attendance drops people like seeing winning teams you know and what if that casual fan goes to a game and it's boring as heck. We're not winning. They're not going to go. <laughs> yeah, you but know? if they can put a if they can put an entertaining product on the field, I think people will. And and that's where I I want the Cardinals and City to both do well. I don't want one of them to do well at the expense of the other one. Sure. But there is also a generational difference of you know mm-hmm. younger fans are actually more likely to pick soccer over baseball. So if you give them an entertaining product, baseball is no longer the default. And then soccer trying to win fans away from it. it it's going to go the other way around. The The current media deal that the Cardinals are locked into is terrible. It makes it hard to watch games. Right. While MLS is out there negotiating a new one, trying to get more games where people can actually see them. Oh, you got to factor in the Blues, too. I forgot about that. Blues season, that'll be going on as well for, for part of the, the season anyway. It will. And so if the Blues make a deep playoff run, you know, that is going to distract fan dollars yeah. away at the beginning of an MLS season, but hopefully, uh, again, there's enough money to go around if if you're putting a good product on the field. Yeah. But St. Louis fans have shown that they will come out to sports as long as you make it worth their while. They you know, come out to watch XFL football. They'll come out to watch sure. you know anything as long as you're making it entertaining. That's coming back too. There could be there could be a possibility that. We'll wait and someday. You know, I, I hope they do. They keep saying they're going to, but then, you know. That would be kind of crazy to get to a point where we have four sporting events going on the same day 
if the stars aligned, you had Battlehawks, you had St. Louis City SC, you had the Blues and the Cardinals all playing at the same time. Well, somebody just Mind mentioned blowing. on the Blues broadcast, I think the other day, where it was, it, I don't know if you remember that uh, cover for, I think it was Sporting News, where it had Car a Cardinals player, a Blues player, and a Rams player on the cover at the same time, and it said like best city, best sports sure. city in, yeah. the, in, in the U.S., and uh, I, I remember that vividly and in, in thinking how exciting that was. Again, you had three of of the best teams in three different yeah. organizations uh, all coming from the same city. And well, so there are smaller cities that support plenty of teams. You could sure. be in Denver has fewer people than St. Louis does. And Denver has baseball, football, basketball, hockey and MLS all going on in overlapping seasons. That's a good point. You know, nobody talks about how Denver can't support their teams. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, are they going to move away? You know, it's the, the sports dollars are out there. Yeah. Like I said, just a worry, just a little bit of a worry that I have. And I hope I'm, I'm wrong and everything goes smoothly and everything is right in the world. Let's hope. That's what we're all <laughs> hoping for at all times, right? All right, and really quick, uh, we do have some other... I guess rumors, speculation, what have you, that um, perhaps the stadium naming rights could be dropping very soon. You guys hear that? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited for Joya's Hot Salami Stadium. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's what I'm here for. That is a fantastic name. I mean, at least some of the other really terrible ones are already taken. It can't be yeah. Crypto.com Stadium. They've, yeah. uh, they've already got that. I was always hoping for Eat Right Stadium myself, but I guess that's no longer a thing. Yeah, that's uh, you know they they've said they're they not limiting anyway it to myself. local businesses. Yes. You know they they are trying to look even outside of the St. Louis area. So you're saying Joyas is not and not on the table. It's you don't think they're not completely out of the room. Okay, all right. But all I, right. I think they Fingers have crossed. a lot of competition. All right, I'd still like it. I just I Boeing I, Air Jet <laughs> <laughs> Fighter Jet uh, Stadium. I, I really I prepared myself or something. I prepared myself to be disappointed in this. That you know yeah. that way there's nowhere to go but up. I'm just yeah. going to assume it's something dumb because something, most of them really are. That's true. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Yeah, we're all getting excited about speculating, and yeah, it, it's going to be a, some boring ass name. Like, it, let's be honest. Yeah. You just hope it's not painfully stupid. Monsanto yeah. Stadium or something. It, it's you know. It, it's not going to be At least good. they have a good jersey sponsor. I'm excited yeah, about yeah, Prina. Yeah. And so, at the very least, and you know, we're always going to like have a nickname for it. Like, it'll be City Stadium, or like, well, fans will develop mm -hmm. a natural name for it, regardless of the sponsor that's on the outside of the building. Soccer and Park. Oh, no, wait, no. Wait. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, even Enterprise Center, some people still call it Keel Center. Yeah. You know, like, it's yep. just. I always have to stop and think about that one. Yeah. So the stadium naming rights business is already crazy enough. Riverport Amphitheater. Yeah. Always I mean, another another uh, thing that is constantly yep. changing. And so I just hope and pray they don't pick something painful. Just I, I'll, I'll take a regular, boring, old, large business over uh, over something really, really dumb. No, no crypto, no Herbalife, <laughs> no, you know, none of those. Twenty-four hour fitness. Just for men. <laughs> Just for men. No, we don't want that. I, I'm not really sure that I like the implications of uh, of that as our stadium name. Yeah. That could go south. Yeah. No pun intended. And then the, uh, the other speculation is, is that MLS Next Pro schedule has to be coming out soon. Uh, going back to that topic, 
we have to be seeing that. So we've got name, we've got schedule, hopefully roster. And then you start wondering about bigger signings because yeah. they're they're going to be in a position to sign guys for next year that you just loan out either play them in next pro or loan them out to a USL team. Um, so you'd have to start thinking they're going to start getting some players together now that you have a coach to have a say in it. And then, of course, like we said earlier, uh, where are they going to play? Where are their home matches going to be? Are they just going to be scattered? Are they going to go? Maybe maybe that's a possibility. They do, uh, since we have MLS next teams, not just with City, but with Lou Fuse and with Scott Gallagher, maybe they share some sort of responsibility. We play matches both those places. I don't know. I, I would. There's I mean, going to have to be news coming out pretty quickly here, so yeah. we should be in for a few weeks of exciting soccer news time. I'd say so. We're not going to be short on subjects uh, to talk about on the future podcast. No, that's for sure. We'll have it's, to have record year, sooner. Yeah, know? I was going to say this year is going to be a big year for soccer in, in St. Louis, and it, it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and that's that brings me to a point too that, um, as far as our group, we're going to try to record episodes more frequently. I mean, at the very least, one once a month. The more news that's coming out, the more we'll get at this. Yeah, yeah. we might do some mobile type recordings yeah. where we go to the parking lot of MLS Next Pro match or something. Yeah, that would be exciting. We all get together there and talk. Um, talk to the fans. Talk to talk to fans. Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky and get a player, or coach, or you know, somebody who touches a jersey. Maybe I can pull some strings with. Uh... You know my little article series at, at at the club, and see if uh, I can get some coaches or don't potentially players. Maybe don't we'll see. Fingers us, crossed. Man. That would be nice. That'd be really cool. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. Um, It'll go fast. It there'll will. Be, there'll be regular games before we know it. But I, I like I said earlier, I am. Yeah, it'll be really nice. I, I'm really excited, like I said earlier, to to see live soccer, uh, especially this City SC two team if you will so guys i think i think that's good for today let's go ahead and wrap it up here uh michael thank you again for joining us that was a lot of fun have to have you on again like we just said probably have more to talk about next time instead of just speculating about a bunch of stuff no i had a lot of fun thank you guys for having me and uh hopefully i didn't botch this up and uh ruin chances of getting on a future podcast with you guys so. <laughs> well yeah we'll we'll talk about it we'll all discuss right it. <laughs> review it yeah Two out of five. We'll see. Uh, he needs to work on his banter a little bit. See what he yeah. can get away with. It's a. It's still a year before there's an actual MLS. Not sure how many people stadium yeah. comment was a little <laughs> off the rails. Um, see how many um, articles you submit to be. Uh... It's all right. Nobody's listening. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. yeah, it's not that many really. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. Um, thanks again. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, that's gonna do it. Um, remember to. Uh, subscribe to our all of our socials there, our Twitter page. Still looking for somebody to take over our Instagram, somebody creative, if you know anybody. Uh, Tim was doing it for us, but, uh, you know, life gets in the way. Um, he did a great job. We haven't had an Instagram post since, I think, uh, September, maybe something like that. So that's kind of lacking. Um, no one I, wants to see photos of us. No, probably not. Yeah, but, so you know, that's, but, that's probably why. But, Pretty pictures of sunset and the city flag, or you know, games will be starting soon. So I'm gonna actually take yeah, pictures. Yeah, there exactly. Go. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, so yeah, if anybody's interested in that, let us know. Um, yeah, we it's gonna be an exciting year. Yeah. So thanks for listening, Joe. 
Thanks again. Any parting words for us? I'm just, uh, I'm excited for someone to actually kick a soccer ball. Yes. You know, who's in a St. Louis City uniform, you know, not a high school kid. It's it's going to be a, it'll be coming up awfully fast. I agree. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>